Welcome to the Heartbreak to Happiness Show with Sara Davison. If you're struggling with a breakup and you feel shocked, angry, betrayed, devastated, or sad and alone, then this podcast is for you. Best-selling author and award-winning host, Sara Davison, shares how you too can get on with your life to heal, grow, and move from heartbreak to happiness. Here's your host, Sara Davison. Welcome back to the show where you'll learn to transform your heartbreak into happiness. I'm Sarah Davison and I'm here as your trusted guide to help you every step along the way. On today's episode, we're diving into how to cope when your kids are with your ex. Now, I think this is the most common question I get asked Every week I get emails, DMs, people are talking about this in coaching sessions saying, I just really struggle when my kids go to my ex. I guess nobody who has kids really ever signs up to not having them with you all the time. So when you get married and you decide to have kids or you just make that decision that you're going to start a family, you never think that you're going to have to spend days without your children. And I guess this is really one of the biggest stumbling blocks because you go into having kids with the intention to nurturing them and looking after them and being there for them. And then obviously a breakup changes that dynamic. You know, of course, it's important for kids to spend time with both mom and dad. It's really important for them, from their mental health, from their personal development, to spend time with both of them if it's safe to do so. Of course, I'm not talking about abusive relationships in this episode. I'm just talking about normal, functional, healthy parents. It is good for children to spend quality time with both of you. Now, even though you may understand that, I see clients every day that still really, really struggle with having to say goodbye to their kids. Jojo, one of my clients, said to me that she feels the buildup of anxiety starting 24 hours before her son goes to his dad. So the last day, sometimes even the last two days, she's almost like on a mental countdown for when he's going to be leaving. And she's focused on, oh, no, he's leaving. Oh, no, in two days, I'm going to be on my own. Oh, no, I'm going to have to say goodbye to him. And that is all consuming for her for at least 24 hours, sometimes 48 hours before her son even leaves. And she said to me, Sarah, it's really ruining the time I have with him because I'm very anxious. And he picks up on that. But obviously, I can't help how I feel. It's really, really debilitating. And I wish I didn't have to feel like that, but I just feel it's all so unfair. Now, because Jojo's partner left her, she felt it was extremely unfair that she had to spend time without her kids. Now, again, this is something I hear so, so often in my coaching clinic. Of course, it's the same for men and women. Eddie, one of my clients, found it really, really hard when he first came to me, when his kids weren't with him. He was used to putting them to bed, doing bath time. That had been his routine during the time when he was married, when he was with his wife. And so that had fallen to him as his responsibility. So now to give that up and only see them a couple of days a week, he was finding that so, so hard. And it was just ingrained in him that at seven o'clock, he would take the kids up, do the bath time, read them a story, 
And so when they weren't with him, he found himself looking at the clock and that really hurt. Those times when the kids should have been there and weren't, he found that super, super hard and understandably so, he was really missing them. Amelia, one of my clients, she has a partner that lives abroad. Now, what this means for her is she has the kids during term time because obviously they can't commute backwards and forwards on planes during school term. But during the holidays, the kids disappear for weeks on end, two weeks, sometimes three weeks, sometimes more to spend time with her ex. Now, she understands that they need to spend time with their dad, but she finds it so, so hard. She does feel it's a little bit unfair because she does all the hard work during the term time and he gets them for the holidays. He doesn't have to get up early or do the school runs or do all the homework. But, you know, at the end of the day, she loves doing that. So she's quite grateful for that time. But in the holiday, she really, really misses them. She finds it really hard to focus and she finds herself slumping into a bit of a depression. And those weeks really drag by for her and are quite painful emotionally. You know, it is really tough if you're finding yourself in that situation. So for those of you listening who do have kids who spend quality time with their other parent, it can be a challenge. So please know that it is totally normal to feel this way. You know, your bond with your kids is the most important thing for many of you. I know that. And so when they're not with you and you want to look after them, you want to nurture them, you don't want to miss out on any of those magic moments with them. It is a common problem for so many people. In fact, as I said at the beginning, I think this is the biggest, biggest problem, the most common problem that I get asked about in my coaching clinic. So how do you turn this around? You know, when that door shuts and the house is empty, you know, when you've gone through the handover with your ex, even if you're amicable, but you turn around and you shut the door, that overwhelming silence that hits you, no laughter, no bickering as well. Yeah, the house can feel very quiet, very empty, and that can increase your feeling of isolation. It can take you back to remembering, you know, the divorce process, maybe the breakup. It can also remind you of the things that you don't have in your life anymore. So, you know, just that closing of the door, even dropping the kids off at school, if that's your handover point, maybe you drop them off in the morning, as so many of my clients do, and your ex picks them up in the evening for the next few days, maybe the next week. That can be challenging. You know, this is one of the things that people say to me is that they really try to hold it together in the car when the kids get out and say, bye, have a good day, have a good week, and I'll see you next week. But as the door shuts and they drive off, that overwhelming sensation of loss, of feeling sad, of just the heartache of missing your child can be really difficult, especially as one of my clients pointed out to me the other day, when there's so many other parents around who you know are going to see their kids later and who you know have got the weekend planned with their kids and you don't. So it feels like you're the odd one out and it can magnify those feelings of it being unfair. But how do you turn it around? Because what can you do in this situation? Well, number one, it is important to recognise that it is the best thing for your kids. And I know as parents, we will do so much more for our kids than we'll do for ourselves. So if, and I caveat, of course, not in abusive relationships, but if you're struggling with this, please know that it is in your kids' best interest to spend quality time with both of you. 
And it is also important that you don't put your anxiety and your fears and your upset onto your kids. So how can you do that? Well, if you're genuinely feeling that way, your kids are going to pick up on it. Okay, so there is no point worrying about the things you can't control. What they're doing at your exes, how they're feeling, who's looking after them, who are they spending time with, what time are they going to bed, how much screen time, all those things. You can't control what your ex does. So what you can do is control how you respond to it. Okay, this is the only area that we can control is how we respond to it. Now, it might be that you are able to contact your child while they're there and just send a reassuring text or just a little emoji to let them know that you're thinking about them. Or it might be that for your child, they prefer and it's easier for them if you just let them have their week with the other parent and you're not in contact. So bear in mind that you've got to think about what's best for your child, okay? And then do the right thing for them first. Because you as the adult, well, we can work on that. I can help you to pick yourself up and manage those negative emotions. So what can you do? First of all, we have to accept the fact that this is happening. Okay. You have to stop fighting it because the more you fight it, like Jojo in some ways, by really dreading it and fearing it and getting worked up and anxious before it happened, before the handover happened, that is really affecting your life. If you can accept that this is the way it is, and instead of fighting it, to go with it, then that is a really, really empowering first step. You know, it is normal to feel this way. So please don't beat yourself up about it. You love your kid uh, or your children. And, you know, of course you would ideally want to spend time with them. But have you ever had your married friends sometimes say comments like, oh my goodness, I wish I could get a week off. Or, oh my goodness, I just would do anything for a night off and not have to worry. So, you know, some people will look at your situation as the best of both worlds, because actually in a lot of ways it is, you get quality time with your children, uninterrupted, without your ex around, without anyone telling you what to do or how to parent. So you have that freedom and that incredible opportunity to build a really strong bond with your child one-on-one. But then you also have the time to be you, and remember who you are as a woman or a man, not mum and dad. You know, so often when we become parents, we shift into 100% of just being a parent and everything is wrapped around that routine, the school run, cooking breakfast, lunch, dinner, washing the clothes, making sure things are ready for school, making the lunches for school, all those things, you know, making sure their shoes fit and they haven't grown out of their clothes and, you know, preparing for the weekend and activities to do. Being a parent is a full-on job, but you're also a human being. You're also a woman, you're also maybe a man, So the time without our kids is a really good chance to do all the things that you can't do when your kids are around because, you know, you can flip this into something positive. Having kids around means that there's certain things you just can't do, okay? You can't be selfish. You can't necessarily watch the programs you want to watch on TV. You can't just leave the house when you want to without making sure there's childcare or that they've got everything they need if they're old enough to be left on their own. If there are certain restrictions, you can't just disappear off and do certain things. You may not be able to stay up late because you've got to get up early to do the school run. You may not be able to have a lie-in. 
you may only be able to get your kids out the house for a walk for 20 minutes when you would actually like to go for two or three hours. So this is how we start to flip it and look at this time as quality time for you, uninterrupted. Now, I know some of you are saying, yeah, but I'm still going to miss my kids. Yes, I get that. And I appreciate that. And I hear you. And unfortunately, that is going to be always part of it because you love them. But hopefully we can turn that missing them from being an agonizing pain or a debilitating upset or anxiety into an acceptance that, yeah, it's not as fun. Maybe I don't get to kiss them goodnight every night, but I do get to do these things. And it's about having a balance, I think. It's about being able to embrace other opportunities and look at it as glass half full rather than glass half empty. You know, there's always the chance and always the option to look at something and see the bad. But this is where we really have to grow that muscle that I talk about in my episodes of like, you know, when it gets tough, we've got to step up and say, look, yeah, there's a way of looking at it, which is poor me. I don't have my kids tonight. And yeah, as Eddie said, you know, I don't get to do bath time. I don't get to read them a story. You can focus on that. And that is going to be a surefire recipe for making you feel worse. Or you can take control of your brain. The remote control that I talk about that we all have. And just press a different button and focus on something different. For example, for Eddie, what can you do at those trigger times that really make you feel upset? Now, what is a trigger point? Well, when I say trigger point, I mean, what are the things that really make you get upset or make you feel bad? So for Eddie, it was bath time. That was a time at seven o'clock where he would have for many, many years be doing bath time and reading stories. So seven o'clock for him was a time that he had linked in his head to his kids. And every day at seven, he would feel bad when he didn't have his kids. So we have to change that, okay? We have to identify what are the trigger points for you. Maybe it's a certain time of the week. Maybe it's um, a certain time of the day, like for Eddie. Or maybe it's just seeing your child's room with the door open or washing their clothes when they're not there. You know, I have a client at the moment who gets really upset when she has to do the kids washing because she just misses them when she's folding their clothes and ironing their clothes. Now she's relatively early on in the process and she hasn't got used to this. And you know, when it becomes more normalized and part of your routine, then it does get easier, okay? So if you are in the early stages of this, it will get easier just with time. But as you know, I'm a big advocate for, yes, time is a great healer, but there are lots of things you can do to make things better. So identify the trigger points for you because they're going to be different for you than they are for other people. And make sure that you find a way to replace what's going on there with something else. So for example, with Eddie at seven o'clock, we would always make sure that he was out exercising because that made him feel better. It was something for him that he used to love doing. And when he had his kids, he couldn't go for a run in the evening. He had to get up super early or fit it in at lunch break if he was at work. Whereas now he could have his evening runs back. So we swapped it so that at seven o'clock he would be out on his run and he'd be listening to either a podcast, maybe mine, or maybe something like an uplifting song that he really enjoyed, empowering music. But he would be tuning into something else to shift his focus and obviously moving your body and changing your physiology, as I've talked about in other episodes, really gives you a boost. 
So we swapped that for something which he would enjoy doing and actually gave him a benefit. Now, Jojo found it really hard once the door was shut and her son had gone. Not only had she been anxious for 24 hours before, but then when that door shut, she would get very emotional. So I worked with Jojo to come up with a plan of things that she could do as soon as that door was shut. Now, the important thing here is that she had to plan it in advance. So she was never shutting the door in that moment, having said goodbye to her son, and then trying to think of something to do. She always had it booked in. So whether it would be something simple, like going to do the weekly shop, or popping out to see a friend, or making a phone call, she would have something to distract her in that moment that she would enjoy doing, or that would give her something to focus on that wasn't the upset and the pain. So what we're doing is interrupting the behavior that she was doing and replacing it with something that was more empowering for her. Now, this at first still was a little bit of a struggle for her, but actually as she's got used to doing it over the last couple of months, she really has made progress. And it's very interesting as to how quickly your brain adapts and you adapt simply by shifting your focus and distracting yourself to do something else. Now, that's not to say there weren't moments where she still misses her son. Of course, of course there will be. But if you understand the concept of being able to distract yourself and replace that behavior with something new, something different, that's going to change your focus and make you feel better and more positive, then this is a tool that you can use time and time again. Another really useful tip is to think about the things that you enjoy doing. You know, what is it that you enjoy doing that, of course, you haven't been able to do when your kids are around? Now, maybe there's a hobby that you'd like to do that you've never really had chance to focus on. You know, I had a client recently who really enjoyed doing makeup. That was her thing. She enjoyed doing her own makeup, but she, it was something that she was really passionate about. And she'd been watching vloggers on Instagram and seeing what people were doing, little videos. And she thought, well, I could do that maybe. And so over the time when she didn't have her kids, she started to do little makeup tutorials just for fun on Instagram. And now she's got quite a few followers and it's something she enjoys doing and she's getting pretty good at it. And we're looking at ways that she can start to create an income stream from it now too, which is gonna be super cool because she loves it. And her kids are really proud as well. I mean, especially her daughter who thinks it's really cool that her mom does makeup tutorials on Instagram. So, you know, it's kind of a win-win and she's proud of herself. Yeah, is there a new skill you want to learn? Is there something that you want to do? Now, I train people to become breakup and divorce coaches. I mean, obviously there is an increasing demand for specialists in this area right now, especially given the pandemic. And so I'm finding that a lot of people who've been through a breakup or a heartbreak or a real sort of traumatic separation are finding that the time on their own is a great way to train in how to help other people cope with a tough situation. So whether you've been through a breakup and want to turn that into something that can help other people, or maybe you've got something that you've always wanted to do, a new skill that you've wanted to learn, like for example, one of my clients is learning to speak Welsh. Now she's not Welsh, actually she's American, which is kind of bizarre, but she's always just loved Wales. She's been over to, to visit quite a few times. And so it's something she's taken up. And learning Welsh has been something that's taken her focus. It's been interesting, something that's been a new topic for her to talk to her friends about. 
And, you know, there are some forums and little chat groups that are all in Welsh and she's joined those. So, you know, even though I guess it's something that's quite different, it's something that she's really embraced and she loves and she's met some new people online through it too. Now, also not having the kids around is a chance to get stuck into those jobs that you just have been putting off. Maybe it's clearing out the garage. Maybe it's that pile of paperwork you haven't worked your way through. I don't know, whatever it is for you. But even doing things like that and ticking them off your list will give you a bit of a boost and feel like you're using this time for good. I had a client a long time ago now who used to find it super hard when her baby went to her ex. And, you know, I, I've talked about this in another episode where she was just devastated and used to cry a lot and get upset. And part of the reason why was because she was so exhausted. You know, having her daughter who didn't sleep through the night really impacted her sleep and her mental health and her ability to focus. So this was actually building up. So when she said goodbye to her daughter, she would just cry just almost from exhaustion. So flipping it into this is a time I can relax, I can get some sleep, I can actually just use this time to relax and just do the things I want to do pamper myself a bit she used to like doing her own nails so she'd do a manicure she'd have a bath she'd put in little bath bombs and maybe have a glass of wine those sort of things that she never got time to do that she thought almost was selfish in a way you know have you ever been like that you don't want to spend time on you or relax because there's always something you could be doing well I know I feel like that sometimes but taking time out for you is also really important when you don't have your kids. Think about it this way, that it might feel a little bit uncomfortable when you're used to constantly looking after somebody else. However, what that can do is make you a better parent when your kids come back, because you're more relaxed, you've had some time out, and it's a really good way of looking at it, isn't it? To say, if I treat myself now and give myself a bit of a break, and relax and get more sleep. I'm going to be a much happier, easygoing parent and nicer to be around for when my kids come back. So, you know, that could be the icing on the cake and definitely a good way to look at it. Now, do you remember my client, Amelia, I talked about at the beginning? Well, one of the things that she used to enjoy doing was traveling. Her ex lived abroad, so her kids would go off in the holidays and spend time with him. And as I said, she would spend those weeks really depressed, not doing much. Now, during a coaching session, she mentioned that she was really into quite hardcore fitness. She loved going for a run. She liked doing boot camp. She liked really pushing herself to extremes. But when her kids left and went away, she was so low and down in the dumps that she just couldn't find the energy to exercise. So one of the things that she put down on her action list to go away and do was a boot camp retreat. Now, there's loads of them. Some of you may have listened to my podcast when I had James and Claire Davis on as guests. Now, they are fitness bootcamp specialists. They run lots of different bootcamps, pop-ups all over the place. Uh, they used to run some in Ibiza. They're now in Marbella. They also come to the UK. Um, they do incredible pop-ups. You know, Jason Vale has his retreats all over Portugal. So if you're looking for something that's a bit more relaxing, but also has some fitness exercise and juicing, then obviously JC has some fabulous, fabulous places that you can go and spend real quality time. Now, you don't have to break the bank to do these things. You can do them like a hiking weekend, or you could just organize it yourself. 
with friends to go and do some exercise and get an exercise buddy to come to the house and run with them or work out with them, whatever works for you. But Amelia decided she was going to go on a boot camp fitness retreat. And that's what she's got booked in for as soon as the pandemic is over and she can get out. So there are so many ways of changing your outlook to mean that you feel better when your kids aren't with you. It's about taking control of your mind and really thinking about what you want, which I know for many of you parents out there is a very alien concept a lot of the time because we have to put other people first. But if you can look at this time without your kids as an opportunity to nurture yourself so that you're a stronger and better parent when your children come back, that this is a chance for you to grow, maybe create an extra income stream, maybe develop a new skill or a hobby, take on something that is actually going to improve your life, which ultimately is going to be better for your kids too. And at the same time, bearing in mind that it's really good for your kids to have a relationship with your ex and to understand what it's like to spend time with them. So all in all, there is a positive to this and you can turn it around. And I know it won't take away all those feelings of missing your kids. And there will be moments where you think, I wonder what they're doing, or I wish they were here, or I wish I could give them a little cuddle. But this is a chance for you to be you, not mum, not dad, just you. And building on your friendships, having the freedom to go out and do what you want, when you want as well, is something to focus on. If you can shift your focus, I promise you, it makes a massive positive difference. Please don't worry about the things you can't control. Change how you see them by going back and giving them a different meaning, okay? So instead of it being that you know, your kids aren't there, it's not fair, you didn't leave, it wasn't your decision, whatever the messaging in your head is that you tell yourself over and over again, which generate those feelings of anxiety and stress. If you can go back and give it a different meaning, such as it's really good for my kids to have time with the other parent, you know, and this is really a good opportunity for me to rediscover who I am, what makes me tick, what drives you, all those things and create a life which is a different routine. It's not school runs. It might be getting up and going for some exercise. It might be going for a coffee with the friends that you really never get a chance to catch up with. It might be like Eddie going for a run in the evenings or for Jojo. It might be keeping herself busy and having things planned to do on the weekends where she doesn't have her son. Or like Amelia, it might be popping on a plane or getting on a train and going to do a retreat or pamper yourself, time out, recuperation. If you've got kids that are full on, use it as an opportunity to nurture you, give back to you and start shifting the balance. So this can become a really enjoyable time for you. Do give it a go. Try the techniques and tools I've shared with you in this episode to give you a boost, which ultimately will give your kids a boost too when they see how well you're doing. So let's flip it. Let's work on it and shift your focus and create some time for you that you really, really enjoy and help you move forward feeling happier. Thank you for listening to today's episode and allowing me to help guide you from your heartbreak to your greatest happiness. I look forward to you joining me on our next episode. 
that's it for today's episode of Heartbreak to Happiness. Head on over to iTunes and subscribe to the show. One lucky listener every single week that posts a review in iTunes will win the chance in the grand prize drawing to win a private VIP day, including exclusive one-on-one coaching with Sarah Davison herself. Be sure to head on over to heartbreaktohappinesspodcast.com and pick up a free copy of Sarah's gift. Then join us on the next episode.